Hi, everybody, and welcome to the hobby section, a show where we take a chance to talk about what makes the squares who become doctors well-rounded. A closer look at the tiny little section at the end of their curriculum vitae where they list the pastimes that keep them sane. A reminder to all, especially to doctors, that we are more than our work. I'm your host, Obi Wosu. I'm an otolaryngology head and neck surgery resident in Boston, Massachusetts. And this is the hobby section. This week on the hobby section, we welcome an old classmate of mine, Dr. Luke Pryke, all the way from Indianapolis, Indiana, an internal medicine resident, Luke. It's nice to have you here. Appreciate you being here on the show. Uh, you sent me a list of your hobbies earlier, and and I'll be honest with you, Pryke, I've not seen like half of these things anywhere ever before, so <laughs> I, I don't even know where to start, but uh, tell me, what do you do if you don't have anything to do first, what's the first go-to thing you do? Sure. Yeah. Well, probably the first thing I do is, uh, I would say language learning. Um, maybe you've heard of this app. It's called oh. Duolingo. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of Duolingo. I've heard of Duolingo, but you, okay. Hold on a second. You get done with work, right? Long day of work. What do you yeah, work? Yeah. 10, 12 hours or something today? Uh, yeah. 12 or 13, maybe. 12 or 13 hours and you're like oh my gosh i'm so tired i'm gonna open up duolingo yeah that's right and uh also when i have low time at work because oh my it's gosh a, <laughs> it's a fun way to learn something new and use your brain in a positive way uh as opposed to using your brain in a negative way well yeah so which sounds I think frankly I'll kind of gross and dirty <laughs> So it's kind of like this, you know, there are passive and active ways you can spend your free time. I consider like watching television and even to some extent, like reading a book to be passive because you're, you're sort of like enjoying yourself and, but you're taking in something someone else created. And I think in a lot of ways, most of the time, you're not really adding to yourself. I feel a little sense. bit like you're judging me, right? <laughs> to be honest with that explanation. No, I think I understand what you're saying. That 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 does make a lot of sense. So you get on Duolingo. Are you focusing on the same language? Or are you doing several languages? So I think there's there's a smart way to play this game, and there's like maybe a less smart way. So the smart the way game be, being Duolingo. Correct. It's it's kind of a game in some ways. Uh, you gain experience points. There are different leagues that you get into. And you're oh my kind gosh, of there's like, leagues? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so people are like competing for first place and uh, you get like gems and uh, they've tried to kind of gamify language learning in a lot of ways. First it, place and what? Like what? How, <laughs> how are you any better than someone else at learning a language? I mean, I guess you tell me. What, what's your highest rank? I should ask. Maybe the highest I've gotten is in Greek, either Greek or Chinese. And uh, how it works is you're, you're in a certain league and you get so much experience points for doing different lessons uh, within mm. a one week time period. And so uh, I think I got to what's called the Obsidian League and maybe the gold, uh, like the top rank of that. But That sounds uh, <laughs> kind of intense, the Obsidian League. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's difficult. You have to really spend all of your... <laughs> It's difficult. You have to spend basically all your free time to get to the top of these leagues. So, so yeah. you're telling me in one sense that you are 
maybe first a duolinguist and second <laughs> an internal medicine resident. Yeah, uh, you know, don't report me to my program, but <laughs> I will. <laughs> but yeah, I would say, uh, you know, in my downtime, maybe I will jump to Duolingo before I jump to New England Journal of Medicine. So. <laughs> I think that's appropriate. So what languages are you mostly working in? You said that you've gotten the furthest in Greek and Chinese. Is that like, those are your two that you basically focus on or you're doing For several sure. languages? Uh, mostly Chinese right now. Uh, I would say the three I put the most time into is Chinese, Greek, and Spanish. I have some experience in like German and Russian, but... Uh, you mean like language experience or... Yeah, the languages. Sorry, what I was trying to get at earlier uh, was there's a smart way and a not smart way to play this game. And basically, the smart way would be to stick to one language and you'll learn the language and become proficient. The not so smart way is jumping between all of them, muddying the water, and then <laughs> never becoming proficient in any of them. I see. I see. Which is yeah. the predicament I found myself in. Uh, so you're <laughs> you're really maybe like, I guess, what, what are the people that called people? What are the people called who speak like a billion languages? Polyglot. Uh, Po polyglot uh-huh it means that's many not, tongues that's not a good name <laughs> like i it's ironic for as cool as that skill actually is to be called a polyglot like i don't know i just they probably could have done better for themselves and we should be respecting them <laughs> better than calling them polyglots well so so that would be the greek the latin would be multilingual which maybe sounds less gross that does sound less gross um <laughs> So you're, you speak Greek, you speak Chinese. Do people speak Greek? What's, oh, Latin's the one you can't speak, right? Right, yeah. Latin, you'll only find people speaking in the Vatican. Uh, Greek is a modern language that's spoken in Greece and uh, Cyprus. Uh, but there's also ancient Greek, which I do have a degree in ancient Greek and no one speaks that anyway. Wait, you have a degree in ancient Greek? <laughs> that's right, yeah. When I Is was that what in... you studied in undergrad? <laughs> yes, yeah, I did. Wow. I got a degree in ancient Greek. That's uh, that's different. I've never heard anyone who did that before. I've also, frankly, never heard of anybody who, in, in moments of free time, opens Duolingo and <laughs> tries to dominate someone in the Obsidian League. Do you know the people that you're playing against, fighting against, linguisting against? <laughs> so typically you don't. So usually it's like some random people and you only know who they are based on a photo, a username, and what language they're learning. And it's kind of sad when you see you're being beaten by like a 10 year old, like you can tell in the photo. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have, they have better brains for learning language. That's right. Yeah. That's my excuse too. So no, it's not an excuse. It's just a true thing that I'm saying right now. I do agree with you, but, uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> okay. Okay. Frank. So so you'll you'll whip out Duolingo on occasion, right? Not on occasion, actually, in every moment of free time that you ever get. <laughs> but you also listed on this section 3D modeling. That's right. Yeah. So uh, so basically, it kind of started. Uh, I got into this 3D modeling when my brother gave me his old 3D printer and like a spool of uh, of basically a spool. Yeah, it's like a spool of plastic you feed into this thing on a roll. And the machine can print out something you've designed or downloaded um, from the internet where people share different models. And uh, oh, yeah, that's how people do it. So people are getting online 
and they're sharing their 3D templated. It's always kind of weird stuff that people 3D print, like knives and like <laughs> little thimbles and stuff. It's never anything like, I don't know. I guess I don't know what I would 3D print, but you're on some sort of online platform that I guess, or forum where people yeah. are sharing their 3D models. Yeah, there's this place called Thingiverse, like Universe of Things. And uh, people share like basically anything you could imagine, like a cup, a pen, a comb, a little cow, maybe. I'm actually holding a little cow I printed right now that I designed. You printed it while we were on the spot. <laughs> no, no. I, I didn't. Sorry. Uh, are, you, <laughs> are you 3D printing over there? Prag, pay attention. Stop 3D printing. Um, what was the first thing you 3D printed? That cow? You got a thing of and you were like, I, I, need, <laughs> I need a cow. The first, the very first thing. So... First, I downloaded this software where you can create your own 3D models. It's called Blender. It's free, um, really easy to use. And I 3D printed a little like, you know, those good luck cats that kind of wave at you? Uh, no. Oh, my gosh. You mean the things that sit in the front of people's cars yeah, and yeah. like move with the car? <laughs> That's a good luck cat? It has a better name, but I don't know its actual name. <laughs> the good luck cat. That's the first thing you made. Yeah, I made a little good luck cat and I wrote like in Chinese cat on it, like a little board it was holding and I printed it out. And uh, actually I ran out of plastic and it only printed half out. So it's missing its head. <laughs> Wait, does it do the thing with its hand though? Uh, no, no, it doesn't. Because it's the first thing I made, right? So very rudimentary. No, I'm not judging like the skill of what you made. <laughs> you don't get defensive. I'm just asking. Does the good luck cat do what a good luck cat does without a head? Uh, no. Uh, I regret to inform you. It doesn't. That's okay. It's not a big deal. So that also is honestly kind of weird. You... <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, you, got, you got a 3D printer from your brother. Yeah. And he gave you a spool. He said, here, Prick, here's my spool. He said, thanks so much for this spool of plastic. And in the moment, I guess you didn't realize he was giving you a baby spool or a that's game. right you not enough <laughs> not enough spool um and then you thought i'm gonna make a good luck cat and and you downloaded blender right the first thing you wanted to do was make a cat right do you have a cat i don't because i'm actually allergic to cats so the plastic cat is actually perfect yeah that's what <laughs> most people do when they have an allergy <laughs> They get a plastic version of the thing they have an allergy to. <laughs> so that's the first thing you made. What's the most recent thing you made? How, how have your skills on Blender? Blender, you said? Yeah, Blender. So, so then I made a bust of my own head, and then I made a bust of my girlfriend's head. And then I was like, I kind of hit a lull. I was like, what would I make next? Like, what do I get right. from having- Where little, do I like, go from here? The similes of my own face sitting around my apartment, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, right. So oh, the next... you, you made more than one bust of your own? You made uh, busts? Just, no, it's actually just one, but uh, oh, okay. in the style of like a Roman emperor. But <laughs> in any case, so the next thing I did- <laughs> <laughs> What, just did, gloss over what did your girlfriend say when- you gave her the bust of her head. She said, uh, my mouth looks a little too big. That's what she, that's what she <laughs> said. 
He said, oh, does it? That's so weird that I made it like that. There's a boomer joke weird. in there somewhere. So <laughs> Yeah, for sure. For sure. But after that, uh, actually, my comb broke. I had this like uh, mahogany. What does that comb. have to do with anything? I'll get to it. I had this mahogany <laughs> comb <laughs> that I really liked and it broke. And I was like, dang, what am I going to do? Like, I tried to look online. I couldn't find any other... I couldn't find one to buy because actually I found this on the ground outside one day a few How years ago. How do you ago. replace a comb like that? Right. So, yeah. so then I got this idea. I could model the comb and just print myself a new one. And then I could have as many as I want. Well, yeah, you could. In reality, though, you only had one that you had found on the ground. So I don't <laughs> know that you needed like a lot of combs. That's right. So I modeled that and I printed it out and actually I, I'm using that comb uh, every day now. So. so it's functional for you then, the 3D printing. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually printed a pen the other day and uh, put some ink in it. So You didn't have to do that though. That's, that is correct. <laughs> so what was the inspiration to print something that you had several of? So... I had this pen I really liked, and so I was buying repa replacement ink cartridges for it, basically. Are you one of these pen people? Uh, slightly. Yeah, okay. slightly. <laughs> so, so anyhow... I uh, do want to note that you were, you were kind of guarded about the pen thing just then, which is fine, and we don't have to get into <laughs> it, but I just wanted, I wanted to draw some attention to it. So yeah. you had this pen you really liked and you had been buying replacement ink cartridges cartridges for it. And and it's kind of like this, you know, you everyone's had this experience. You really like this pen and then you leave it somewhere and then it's just gone. And you, you'll, you'll never find, well, that's what happened. And so now I had all these ink cartridges and nothing to put them <laughs> in. <laughs> so I designed a pen. So first I just designed the tube it goes into um sure. without any thought as to how i would secure the ink cartridge so i like ended up using some crazy rubber bands and some other junk and uh <laughs> and and then i created another pen tube but this time with the top and, and some like locking mechanism which was a lot more complex but uh wow yeah that's the one i was using most recently i couldn't it was just too hard for me to figure out a mechanism where it actually turns where you could screw it in yeah yeah right 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 yeah, so uh, so it sort of clicks in, if that makes sense. But it works. It's a fully functioning pen. But I will say I left it at a nursing station, and when I forgot it and came back an hour later, no one had taken it because they didn't even know it was a pen. The nurse. What does it look like? It, it's a white tube, uh, and it looks very strange. Okay, I just want to say, Preck, do you think that's how pens work? <laughs> I will say my last pen I never found again. This pen, when I came back to it, there were three people sitting at the station. And when I picked they it back up. They were never going to take your pen, <laughs> <Frank>. <laughs> It's not how pens work. I feel like you're leaving pens around just to see what people will do. <laughs> just catch you in the well, you never know, man. These pen thieves are everywhere. So. Yeah. I think you lost your pen and no one <laughs> took it ever. Um, Frank, uh, dude, thank you so much for being on the show. I I, I want to get a sense from you. Um, you're doing a lot of 
uh, frankly, weird things in your free time. Uh, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. And um, they, they sound honestly really neat. And I, I totally agree with your point about Duolingo and how you feel like you're doing a hobby and investing your time in something that's helping you develop as a person. Um, where do these things fit in? How actively are you thinking about getting to these activities when you've had like a really hard day or week? Um, are they respite for you or is it like so natural that you're like, this is just how I level myself? Yeah, that, that's a really good point. So it kind of goes back to what I said about active and passive um, hobbies. Sure. And these more active hobbies, I find when I'm more stressed out are kind of difficult to get into because yeah. I think after like a long day, you're stressed out, it's really hard to focus on something else, even if it's something you enjoy. So like a passive hobby I like, for instance, is like rollerblading or something. And, and that's something I really come home to. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to rollerblade, not think about anything. Just going to get on my wheels, get on my horse, <laughs> Andy Brink Brinker. Yeah, man. And, uh, and it's good exercise. It's uh, as long as you don't crash into anything, it's actually really gentle on your joints. And uh, I roller that's blade. important. That's yeah. important. Gentle Absolutely. on your joints. Thank Absolutely. you for that phrase <laughs> and idea. The other day, so this doctor I work with also is really into rollerblading. He's like, you know, 15 years older than me or so. He's an attending. And I'm and worried about where this story is going. He told me he rollerblades 30 miles at a time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, frankly, I didn't believe the man. I didn't think it was possible. I will say the other day, I rollerbladed 42 miles. Like, that is so weird. It took me six hours. <laughs> that is truly so weird. <laughs> oh my gosh. Where'd you go? So in Indianapolis, where I'm from, there is a trail that used to be uh, a railroad track and they've paved over it. And it literally goes from Indianapolis to outside of the county. I rollerbladed outside of the county of Marion <laughs> into uh, Carmel and then over uh, a, another city over and uh, and then back. So, Okay, you rollerbladed back too. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. In the day of like, in the age, I should say, of, you know, Uber and uh, what's the other one? Lyft. Uh, Lyft. Um, you can do things like rollerblade yeah. 20 miles away and then be like, ugh, this is annoying. I'm going to get a ride back. <laughs> but you got 20 miles out 21 miles out and you were like all right <laughs> that man back. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy prank yeah no but it was it was so fun and and just to speak to the ease of rollerblading is like i didn't go home and die after that <laughs> so. right because it is g-o-i-j gentle on your joints that's right Boy, j prank Thanks so much for being on the hobby section. It has been a pleasure to talk with you and hear about Duolingo and 3D modeling and your headless good luck cat and <laughs> the unbelievably long trip you took rollerblading. It's been a pleasure, man. Thanks. So Absolutely. Much Thank you. Are you a doctor with a hobby? I hope so. If you've got a hobby that you want to talk about, I probably want to talk about it too. Shoot me an email at thehobbysection at gmail.com or tweet me at hobby section. Tell me about your hobby in as many or as little words as you like. I'd love to have you on the show. My name is Obi Wosu. This has been the hobby section.